Morning. Welcome to the show. I'm Dan Gall, along with Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer. This is Left, Right, and Center on 1290 CJBK, 643-1290, and Star 1290 on the Cantel Network. If you'd like to uh, participate in the fray this morning, we have a slew, and I mean a slew of topics that we can discuss. But I wanted to preface this morning with uh, a topic that has been kicked around in the last 48 hours here on, on this show. And we just got into it a little bit off air. And that is gas prices mm -hmm. and the pricing of gas and how the consumer, uh, you and I, going to a, a gas station one day uh, and then the next find out that we've got a three to five cent increase. And what can we do, if anything, to combat this crazy pricing of gas? Uh, we had on the show um, uh, a, a caller that said that, you know, going down on the 401, you can buy gas for 60.9 cents a liter. And then uh, uh, another caller saying that they had to pay 67.9 cents a liter. Um, surely, in this day and age of technology and information, and as, you know, because gas is such a, a critical part of our travels and our, our pocketbooks, surely they can come up with a system to at least notify the consumer of prices. Well, and they, is there price fixing do that. going on here? They do that when you wake up in the morning, Dan. That's when, you're, that's when you get your notice. Uh, what I'm wondering is why do you think that you're getting it that much later than they're getting it? Is, what evidence do you have of that? Well, do you, do you, I, I don't have any evidence out, outside of the fact that I'm sure that they get a directive sometime. Well, I don't think it's it would in the strike, middle of the night. It would, would strike it me that the way the oil industry works is that it's world prices that determine what we pay at the pumps. And that when something happens in the world where there's an increased demand or a decrease in supply somewhere because there might be something going on that we don't know about, maybe some countries stockpiling oil for, for an expected war coming up or something, and that will reflect in our oil prices immediately. And it's not something the guy at the pump can know about yesterday if it doesn't happen until today. But, but there's, there's obviously something going on in the sense that around the whole world, of all the, of all the countries and all the companies that produce oil, at exactly the same moment, they all raise prices uh, in unison. And uh, I don't understand that in the sense that, for instance, in Canada, we're not a, an oil-importing country. We're not like Japan or some place that has to get all their oil from the, from the Middle East or whatever. Canada's got tons of oil, and we should be sort of independent of this. Uh, uh, nobody can say that our our Canadian oil companies have to raise their prices the instant somebody does in Saudi Arabia. And now they choose to, presumably because it's profitable. But uh, I remember well, years, ago, that, the then they have years ago, the idea was that we were going to buy Petro-Canada, and then the Canadian uh, government would be able to be independent of these world oil prices. And whatever happened to that? Because as it stands well, that right was, now, that was not possible in the first place. That was a myth to begin with. You can't pretend that world oil prices and world market prices don't affect what you're doing in your country at home. That's what determines our prices here. But it doesn't I cost mean, any more to, to pull a, a barrel of oil out of the, the tar sand in Alberta today than it did last week. It may not, but, but the difference might be in the existing supply and demand that exists right now in oil being shipped across the ocean. Um, I remember seeing a show one time on how this is all done and how much of a supply the world has at any given time. I think it's not as big a supply as we think. If they stopped producing oil today, I think we'd be out in about two or three months. That's it. The well would run dry in every single country and every single car. So to manage on a world scale a supply of, of, a, of a commodity that is increasing in use. Our government spend billions of dollars building extra highways, widening our roads, 
Um, uh, you know, oh, we're addicted to oil. Well, no well we're addicted that. to cars, is what we're addicted <laughs> yeah, to, and yeah. and and to convenience. And I think that the only reason we have a problem with prices is that uh, it, it bothers us when something that we depend on so much can be so influenced by by things external to our control. But, but that's the way it is, and is government can't protect I, we, us you know, from we, that. Do we have a free market, though? What's supposed to happen in a free market is you've got competition, and somebody will come along and they'll sell their oil a bit cheaper than the other guy, because then they'll sell a lot more oil than the other guy. That doesn't never seems to happen when it comes to gas Well, oil. it happens everywhere. If, if everybody in a neighborhood is charging $200,000 for their house, the neighbor's going to charge it, too, whether whether it's worth that or not, because not that's what the... Not a free market. That isn't a free We had a caller on yesterday, yesterday morning, saying that he, he's in the egg bis business. And he said that if oh, I did... So he's under an egg marketing board. That's right. And he yeah, said well, if the egg market... The and he said if the egg marketing board did what the gas board did, they'd be, there would be people in line with shotguns. Well, first of all, the producers of eggs don't have the ups and downs that, that the producers of oil do. Um, second of all, eggs are kept at the highest possible price by the egg marketing board to ensure a certain level of steady production coming from its suppliers. They actually pay farmers not to produce, which is, to me, pouring money down the drain twice. You're paying for something you're not getting, and you're pay paying somebody not to be productive. The oil industry doesn't work that way. We don't pay oil companies not to produce oil. So it just strikes me that, that it's, it's an unfair comparison. You can't say that. And, you know, it, it works the other way around, too. Why don't we complain when we get up in the morning and find that the price has gone down five or ten cents a liter, which has happened occasionally, but you never hear people calling up on the radio shows that morning. They'll what call up it? next week, though, when it goes back up two cents. Okay. We're going to take a call. Uh, our uh, number is, by the way, 643-1290, star 1290 on the Cantel Network. If you just joined us, we're with Jeff Schlemmer and Bob Metz. It's left, right, and center on 1290 CJBK. John, welcome to the fray. You're Good on morning. the uh, Listen, I'll start the fray going by saying that I've never heard such a lot of cards wallop as far as the gas prices is concerned. What do you mean, John? Go ahead. As far as the argument about the free market is concerned, when you have the oil companies controlling the free market and uh, insist that the oil-producing countries produce less oil or uh, cut down the amount of oil on the market, then that is not a free market. And uh, as far as the argument now that's been proposed that uh, it's uh, that son of a bitch in uh, Iraq who's causing the problem, how convenient. He's been trying to sell oil, and the, the international markets, have, you know, as far as uh, s selling oil, they've deprived that country of the ability to sell it. Well, well, first of all, John, I don't think anybody sure. said that anybody's insisting that the oil companies produce less. I think in my example, I was saying that's how the egg marketing boards work. And but that's that, how OPEC works, too. Well, to a degree, but, but, you know, even if there were a monopoly, and I don't believe there is, there's certainly a lot of regulation in the oil industry and control well, and taxes that shouldn't be there. I don't want to be rude or anything to interrupt you, sir, but as far as the, the price is concerned, they go to the bottom line sheet, they have to have a certain amount of money, uh, profit that they wish to make, and regardless of the price, they increase it or lower it, depending on what that profit margin is required. The argument about the, the price of it now... So you're saying that, that they could charge any price they wanted? Oh, we are addicted. Well, well yeah. so, okay, let's say the price was $10 a liter. Would you pay it? We're held, we're held ransom by the oil companies as far as that. And if the oil companies are in a position to hold us to ransom by controlling the amount of oil that gets onto the world market, then that blows your argument about a free market. All to hell. Well, John, that, you don't have to pay at the gas pump. 
Beg your pardon? I mean, you don't have to go buy gas if you don't want to buy gas. You don't have to get to work. What a ridiculous arm. You don't well, have to buy gas. Well, you know, you have to think long term. The whole economy of the North American is based on the automobile, which requires gas. You require gas to go to work. You require gas to go to... You can deny yourself a vacation, I guess, if the price is that much. But you still require it well, to go to work. Let's answer the question this way. What are you recommending as an alternative? Are you saying the government should therefore control the price of oil? Well, if the, if the private sector have no responsibility in that area, don't give a damn in that area, then it's up to the government. That's why we have government, to ensure that there is an equitable distribution of, of, of wealth so your answer is yes. or whatever you want. Well, so, so you're talking from a socialist point of view where we have to have oh, an equitable boy, distribution of wealth. you do it every time, my friend. Well, uh, don't you, is socialist. Next thing you're going to be saying is communistic. All I'm saying is... What you're talking about is, yeah. I'm talking about ethical behavior with regards to the private sector as opposed to the public sector. You know perfectly well, as well as anybody else does, that the majority of the private sector is subsidized by the public sector. Therefore, the private sector have a responsibility to the public sector. That's utterly absurd. John, we're going to move on to another call. <laughs> and, and thank you. Thank you for your information. That comment is so absurd. Every tax dollar raised by the government, which is the public sector, was taken from a private company, a private individual, a private taxpayer. All money was originally private. Government does not produce its own money. It takes money from others. And it, by, and it does so by what is called fiat. In other words, it passes a law and says you owe this. There's no promise of any return or exchange of anything that is actually you know, tied to your first chicken or the egg. <laughs> We're back to the egg marketing well, board. <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs> Steve, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Yeah, I'm just sort of confused why everyone's so up in arms over the price of this when, you know, it probably costs a lot more to produce a liter of oil than a liter of water. And we pay up to, you know, if you go to the store, a buck ninety for a liter of bottled water. <laughs> That's true. You know, and uh, pop, you know, you have the same thing with pop, you know. At one store it's 89 cents, the other store is a buck ten. And I'm sure it's a lot cheaper to produce a bottle of pop than it is a bottle of a liter of water. Well, I mean, know, a liter of gas. The rule of any market, free, free or otherwise, is to charge what the market will bear. And as long right. as we I, keep will voluntarily paying. I understand that there's some confusion on up and down, but the actual, even if it goes up to 80 cents, that's cheaper than I paid for my cup of coffee this morning. And it's a heck of a lot cheaper than what Europeans are paying for and people in Asia and Africa. We exactly. still pay the cheapest oil prices in the world, and probably that's because we can produce our own oil. It does have an effect on our local market, but not the one we want. I think when people get frustrated, you know, the frustration comes out of an expectation. Well, not, no, I think the frustration, the, the frustration, I think, comes from not knowing why the increase. Why are we getting the increase? Well, nobody's saying they got Ontario. Harris government wants to set up a task force to investigate well, it. All the task forces that they've ever done have have not nowhere even came near to, to suggest that there's any price fixing going on. Well, so what are we going to get out of this? Well, one? look at it this way. You know, the, the oil companies are damned if they do or damned if they don't. Because let's, let's, say, let's say that all their prices were the same right across the board. It didn't matter where you went. Then we'd accuse them of price fixing. And if their prices are different, then we accuse the guy who's charging the high price of gouging. You know? And, and, but that's the nature of competition. We can't be complaining about the price. The thing we have to be careful of is that we always have uh, not scarcity, but plenty in this country when it comes to the energy needs that we need. And when we start fixing prices and playing with prices, what we can guarantee is that we will create a scarcity. 
But I think right now, which is what people happened are in suspicious, the though, because it doesn't look like a free market. It looks like they all are doing things together because the prices all change at exactly the same time. Now, I don't know well, where, where, where the money goes. Sure. Like, that's how the market I'm, works. I mean, the same thing happens yeah. with Pepsi or Frito chips of hostess goes on sale. Usually, if you go into the same place, so is, you know, Humpty Dumpty chips on sale. Well, you you want to be aware of what the other guy is selling for, but the rationale in, in, in traditional free market economics is so you can undercut the guy and sell a little cheaper and, and uh, get all the business and make a profit that way. And that's why the free market is supposed to provide the lowest possible prices. No, maybe it does. Maybe, it, maybe 80 cents it, a liter is a good value. I don't know. You know, that works in what we call an elastic demand. But when the, with the way oil is today, in economic terms, it's, called, it's almost a, approaching an inelastic demand because we have a certain minimum need of oil that we need all yeah, the time. Really even, if, at all. even if some people decided not to drive or take alternate me means of transportation. And therefore, that makes the fluctuations continue, continue to rise more but be less dramatic and less uh, what you might call a free market seeming in, in a sense, but that's because of the condition of that. Well, market. and I've heard that there are some good things about oil prices it's going up. And one of them was that in, the early, in the early 70s when OPEC did control, uh, shut down the taps, that brought in the movement of moving to smaller cars, moving to uh, mandated higher gas mileage in cars, uh, less pollution, all that kind of stuff. All those things came out of OPEC shutting down the pipes in the early 70s, which is a good thing. The other thing about Canada, of course, is that we're a net exporter of oil. The higher the oil price goes, the better for Canada, ironically. Yes. Uh, as far as the oil industries go, but you know, when I think of the what we're complaining about here, more than half the price of what we pay at the pump is is taxes. The taxes didn't go up. Didn't go up yesterday. And, on if gas. and if you're going to run to the government to complain about the price, then the only thing they can legitimately do for you is reduce their cut and say, okay, we'll keep the price down to 50 cents a liter. And, and we'll both federal and provincial said no. Exactly. Of course. Well, why would they? And, and, and they didn't raise the prices. And why would they say, forget. we'll back out of it just because the company wants to this take more country, of the money? This country, I believe, went to metric in order to hide the incredible increase in oil that we had at the time. Mm -hmm. Because people were used to saying 30 cents a gallon when they had to start converting to saying 22 cents a liter. And thinking, well, you know, and that was well, the only reason I believe we got metric was because there was a major... Uh, spending spending input is coming, and I will never forget the day that John Cretchen said, as a candidate running as one of Trudeau's liberal candidates, that if people really want to keep their social programs and their health care and their education system, they have to expect to pay more at the pump. And that was, and, and it was this an honest statement. About, this has got nothing to do with taxes going up. The taxes have but, not gone up in gas in years. But we're talking about prices, Jeff. Who cares? You're you know, saying that you're somehow that the fact that the gas price has gone up has got something to do with taxes. The tax part of it didn't go up. It's the profit part that went up. That doesn't That's matter. Where the but problem if we lies. run to government, is what I'm saying. If we run to government for a solution, the only one they can honorably offer us is to cut their own cut. They can't go to well, the other half of the equation yeah. and, and complain. See, realistically, I believe the only taxes that should be on gas are those taxes that go towards roads and roadworks and fixing up the things that our cars use, because that's a convenient well, that's and justifiable go. way to pay for it. Yeah. But unfortunately, when, you know, when the taxes at the pump are used for every other social program, just like every other tax, so... Insta you know who pays for the road? The guy that's sitting in the hospital. Bed. But I would think you would like <laughs> gas taxes because gas taxes are flat tax. They're not, a, they're not progressive like income taxes are. You pay the same gas tax as the guy who makes a million dollars pays. You don't pay more well, if you, you make more. Well, you pay a price, yeah. Yeah, but it's a flat tax. That's the kind of tax well, that's very trendy with the right. Well, it's a flat price because if you're going to use 3,000 feet of road 
it should be the same price to you as, and it's as also for anybody a discre- else. It's also a discretionary cha- tax, mm-hmm. as you said. You can choose not to drive, in which case you wouldn't yeah. pay any of that tax exactly. at all. Exactly. You're so. listening to Left, Right, and Center with Jeff Schlemmer, Bob Metz, Dan Gall, 643-1290, Star-1290 on the Cantel Network. Brian, welcome to the fray. Good morning. How are you doing, Dan? Good. How are you doing, guys? Hi. Good morning. Good. Uh, Dan, I must say, uh, it's almost like you get in a free ride with us. <laughs> you know, it, 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 talk about, you know, this thing is being blown out of proportion so high. Okay, explain. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, you've been going on about it now for two or three days. Okay, explain. Well, yeah, but uh, you know what? It's not just me. I mean, the, the lines light are lit up right I now. I hear you, man. But, you know, it's, I look at it like this. I mean, gas it's a commodity. Crude oil. It, it fluctuates in price up and down. I mean, it, it, it's one of these facts that we have to understand. Gas is going to go up. It goes down. That's true. Uh, you, you know, I mean, what what is the? I can't see. It. I just came back from Europe, and and if you see some of the prices over there, dollar uh, nineteen, a dollar twenty six uh, a liter, is oh, you know, you may have some some concerns there. Um, it seems to me, I mean, wouldn't gas companies it be to their benefit to keep the prices as low as they could? We would we would Absolutely. use more. Well, that's what we're suspicious of, though, is is whether that's really happening. But, but you know, it's free market. You're right. That's what should happen. Sure. I mean, and I, I mean, people. You know, they're they're gonna. I mean, I drive a, a full size van with a, a V8 motor in it, and I mean, I use gas, and I mean, it's a concern to me. Uh-huh. I don't. And and I'll tell you, Londoners and myself as well. I'll put myself in in that position. We don't go go use public transport. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, it's right. such a big deal. But you know, at six. When it gets up maybe to a dollar, maybe we can start having a, a little bit of a debate about it. But come on, it's, it, I don't think it's a big deal. Well, and the other thing, as you point out, is that it may be a good thing in the sense that right now the move in cars has been towards the, the monster trucks, uh, the sport utilities, and all these things that use a lot of gas. If people, if the price goes up, theoretically, people will decide, well, I'm going to go back to a compact car. It's a, it's a lot cheaper for gas. So in that sense, the market is regulating the environment. Well, the, env- the environmentalists should be very happy when the price of gas goes up. I mean, that, that is another restrictive factor to force people to move to alternate fuels, to force them to look at alternate means of getting around, and maybe to force governments to clean up their act in the railway system and in public transit, because yeah. governments shouldn't be running those things, and that's why nobody uses them. Sure, exactly. Well, and the other part of it, remember that the only reason that our speed limits were lowered back in, was it 74, was again to save gas. Yeah, presumably. That's what they said, you know. So again, that it may be the case the government uses this as an opportunity to do something and, else and that, that would reduce that consumption. That very experience was a manufactured gas shortage caused by playing around with prices. I remember I was in New York State at the time, and I saw some of the lineups in New York City during the, the 70s there, when when mm-hmm. you had to sort of gas was basically rationed is how they mm-hmm. did it. Mm-hmm. And uh, otherwise, they could have probably charged, you know, 100 bucks a gallon, and some people would have paid for it. Brian, let me ask something while I got you on the line then. Sure. You think it's perfectly all right that one day I can pay 59.9 for uh, uh, a tank of gas or a liter of gas, and then the next day pay 65.9? If, if, that's what the, if that's what the market demands and that's what happened, then absolutely. I mean, I'm in a business where I see prices fluctuate as well. And, uh, you know, and, and it makes a big difference. I'm not told. I mean, it's, it's a world market. I mean, if that's what it commands. And, and basically, I'm not aware of it. I can lose money one day and not lose money another day. You know, I mean, you know, it's just, or I can never lose money, but I am make money or less profit. And that's what it boils down to. And, you um, know, really, a free market price is, is the most democratic way of arriving at the agreement between every individual in society is what the price of gas should be. And that's what we're all agreeing it is because that's what we're paying. 
And sure, there's going to be people on one side of the equation that think it's way too expensive because they don't like to see the increases, but that's what the world's telling them. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Brian, thanks for your call. Welcome, Deb. All right, all the best to you. Uh, you, you know, I, still, I, gas is gas. And, and as we had one caller on this morning, it's not just as easy to take public transport when you're driving 60, 60 miles a day to get to your place of work. I mean, you just can't I, do I that. I agree that their public so, transit options so are I mean, there. You know, to, to just say, well, you know, you don't have to buy it, bull. You have to buy it. No, but the point is, we're not talking about something you have to, a decision we're talking about walk to work tomorrow. This is a long-term thing. For example, the last time I moved, I made sure I moved close to where I worked wasn't something I just decided because the price of gas went up, you know, two weeks ago. So I can walk to work now when I want to. I can leave my car at work, leave my car at home, and walk back and forth. It really doesn't matter. But that was a long-term decision I made, and over the past couple of years, it saved me hundreds of bucks. But I think, I think that it's true that you could argue that one of the reasons our public transit system has fallen apart is because we've become so used to cars. We've become used to jumping in the car every time we go to the corner store and whatever. I disagree. Lifestyle. You know, I think people could be working in Toronto who lived in London and could trans, you know, could uh, go back and forth on a high-speed rail system well, if, like they, France, would France, the, if Japan, they would allow the European private companies in to do this for us because they're all begging to get into this market. We've got to take a break, guys. We are with Jeff Schlemmer, Bob Metz, Dan Gall, left, right, and center. 643-1290, star 1290 on the Cantel Network. And I know you've been waiting. We're going to get to you right after this on 1290 CJBK. And welcome back. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center with Jeff Schlemmer, Bob Metz, and Dan Gall on a Wednesday morning, 1132 in the city. 643-1290 and star-1290 on the Cantel Network. And we head to Anne. Welcome to the fray, Anne. Hi. Hi. Just, just a brief comment. Sure. Um, I think the frustration level with drivers is the lack of explanation from anybody. Um, brief example, the station I go to sold gas yesterday at 61.9. Uh, Tuesday, by the way, I've noticed it quite often is lower. In any event, it was 61.9 yesterday. This morning, it's 65.9. And as I was driving past, uh, one of the other station, uh, radio stations on the news said that the price of oil went down $5 a barrel yesterday. So if it had gone down $5 a barrel, why did our prices go up? Well, I think you can expect a price coming down if that's true. But to your broader question about the frustration being the lack of explanation from anybody, what explanation are you looking for? Because I would suggest that anyone who understood economics wouldn't really need an explanation because it's kind of obvious what's going on in the marketplace with all commodities and goods and services. Well, I'm glad well, you're so intelligent that you feel you well, know that. I think a lot well, of economists would disagree with, with uh, what's causing it because there's all kinds of theories about what causes well, it. We know you, what's you and I disagree it. with our little micro-knowledge well, of there, economics. There, there, there's an absolute law in economics, and it's not one I invented or the right wing invented or anybody. It was discovered, and it works. It's called supply and demand. That is at the base of everything. You start with that. We have then supply and demand in potatoes. Sorry? We have supply and demand in potatoes. I don't need to see the price of potatoes going up and down every, every day. No, because potatoes will stay steady because when they go up, when they do go up, people refuse to buy them. They have a lot of other That's options. So. You don't have to eat so. potatoes every day. That is just not so. Well, See, there you go. You, you, you are refusing to believe something that happens in the marketplace, which happens all the time. So you have handicapped your own understanding of what causes the price of tomatoes or, or potatoes to go up. You are so rude. Well, it may be. You see, 
maybe you're feeling insulted because I'm just stating the facts. That's how a marketplace works. I don't mean to insult anybody. Well, I think you do insult people by the way you speak. But well, I mean, the majority of that's, consumer that's certainly fair. do not go up and down as often as the price of gas. No, because... And especially because when the that, price of gasoline or oil is going down. Well, that then we'll see the price come down again for a while, but that again is another fluctuation, and we'll see it go up again. Um, as we were talking between between the breaks there, Dan, you know, I'm suggesting that what's going to happen eventually is that prices will level off at a world market price, which is if it's in Europe at a buck twenty-nine a liter, we can expect it to be eventually there when they finally level off in some sense. And I must have a complete misunderstanding and no knowledge of economics either. But help me with this, Bob. <laughs> help me I'm with this hang one. Out. Thank you, Dan. Sure. Thank you. Help me with this one, okay? The supply and demand of gas, are you saying to me that it's increased in the last 24 hours? The supply, I, the, I the, the demand no, for gas has neither, increased? Neither you nor I have any inside knowledge of what's going on in the gas industry. All I know is the forces in the marketplace and how they work. For, for all I know, like I said, there's a country over in the Mideast that's, that's cutting back on production because they want to try to up their prices. Maybe there's another country hoarding oil because they're expecting a war, hard times to come or something. Maybe there's an increased demand in Europe. Maybe there's been a is crop it that, Is it that all those sensitive it's with gas it. prices that the next day they can go, as Ann just said, that they can go from, you know, 61.9 to 65.9, and then here on the news that it went, uh, crude oil went down $5 a barrel. Is it that sensitive in a, in a span of 12 hours that they can do that to the Absolutely. price? You know, I used to work in the banking industry, and, and that used to happen to interest rates. You know, a customer could come in the door one day he never and come in the five next points. day. Uh, it did at a certain point in the, er in the early 80s when we finally hit 22% mortgage interest rates. We I was coming to work every day freaking out because I'd see a half-point increase in a day. Well, it can't be yeah. that simple. And that, again, was when the government got involved if regulating it, interest rates. If, if it's prices. that simple, then Premier Harris would not be striking this commission to look into it. He'd simply say, well, it's obvious. He's doing that <laughs> for political... <laughs> That's right, Jeff. He knows it's obvious, Frank, but he well, knows what the public wants to hear, so he's going to have a commission to, <laughs> Frank, to say, you're I'm your friend. You know? Frank, you're listening to Left, Right, and Center. Thanks for your call. Thanks for being so patient. You're on the air. Frank is gone. <laughs> he's not so patient. 643-1290, star-1290 on the Cantel Network. Al, welcome to the show. Al. Yes. Um, I got one quick question. I'm on a cell phone also, and it's okay. not through the Camworn, Can Cantown Network. Okay. Um, in the prices they keep saying right now is the highest prices since uh, 91, uh, I guess 28 $27 a barrel. And then it went down. In 91, we had a Gulf War, and uh, it seems to me that uh, we're not running at 1991 prices. I believe then it was, what, in the low 50s? Um, if they use the excuse of the price per barrel being $28, it's going up. Why are we not at the same prices that we were in 91? Because, because and, uh, I'll hang up and I'll, okay. I'll listen to your comment on the, on the radio. Okay? Now, thank you for your call. Since 1991, a number of world countries have, have joined the world marketplace and have become more productive and in, are increasing uh, their, the markets in their, in their home nations. Even China is becoming more capitalistic. As they do, they will have increased demand, and there is an increased demand in the world occurring right now. Uh, countries that were formerly too poor to buy you know, great amounts of oil so that they can increase their production are now in a position to do so, and they're competing with us. 
And we cannot ignore that or shield ourselves from those prices because we all live on the same planet, and that's just the way economics works. I didn't invent it. It's just the way it is. And as long as somebody's cheating, and that's what OPEC does from time to time. Oh, absolutely. That's what people worry but about. They can't get away with it. That's, that's the beauty <laughs> of the marketplace. Marcus cheating. There's you a know? stretch. <laughs> they got to play fair. Let's assume, there, let's assume that there was only one oil company in the world, the United Nations Oil Company. Let's call it that for a minute. And that there are no other oil companies, and it charges one price everywhere. What it would charge is the highest price that the world would be able to pay. It could, still could not charge what it wanted. Because the minute it goes past the point of something you can afford to pay, it's not creating any revenue for the company. So even a monopoly is restricted by, by what the market can pay or bear. You, there, there's, there isn't just this well, one side. term, maybe, but as you say, right now, we are, we are prisoners to oil. We can't choose alternatives in the well, short term. That's Over like saying you're a prisoner to your own choices, which you are. Well, you no, choose well, to drive a, a car. You, you choose. I blame Henry exactly. Ford myself, but, but, but that's nonetheless, we're still That's a privilege. <laughs> that's, that's not you're listening to left, right, and center. <laughs> you're listening to left, right, and center with Jeff, Jeff Schlemmer, Bob Metz, and Dan Gall. 643-1290, star 1290 on the Cantel Network. We will be back, Andrew, just a uh, quick break and back to you right after this on 1290 CJBK. Welcome to Left, Right, and Center with Dan Gall, Jeff Schlemmer, and Bob Metz. Our numbers are 643-1290, star 1290 on the Cantel Network. If you've just joined us, we are uh, talking about what, as Brian had said, that I've been getting a lot of mileage out of the last two <laughs> days. No pun intended, but I mean, uh, the calls are justified here that uh, they are ringing and people are wanting to talk about it. And Andrew's been on hold far too long. Andrew, thanks for holding on. Hey, thanks. Uh, I have a theory about the gas prices going up and I'm just going to run it by you. In the early, in the 80s and 90s, you saw the big engines, the eight cylinders, especially in the 80s. Then, you know, the gas would be in supply and the consumption of it was outrageous. And then you see in the 90s, the cars go down to four cylinders. The gas companies can't, you know, keep the same price of the gas pump because people are using less. So now gas prices are going up, I think, because Toyota and, and Ford have the new hybrid engines actually going to be mass-produced. And the gas companies know that in 10 years their consumption is going to drop ridiculous. So I think they're doing this so they can... It's a good thing that they do this because they have to to compete in the future within the next 10 years. I was just wondering what you guys thought of something like that. Uh, that's an interesting observation, especially from that future projection, and it certainly would be in the interest of a company to to make sure it has enough capital to move from one product, perhaps, to another, or to improve the product it has. Yeah, because they're going to have to revamp all their gas stations in order to accommodate, like, an electric engine. You're going to mm -hmm. have some sort of thing. And that's going to cost billions and billions of dollars, so they have to start doing it now while people are and consuming the gas. The other side of it is that uh, as prices go up, it, it actually may ease that transition, because I think there's been a lot of resistance on the part of the public to going to electric cars. Like, California's had them now for a few years, but they're, they don't sell very well. Uh, you know, the hybrid vehicles, again, they seem to be still more expensive than gas, and they're not quite as fast and so on. So maybe the gas prices going up is a natural evolution that uh, will help us switch over to those alternatives, uh, fuel cells and things. Yeah, I noticed, though, but those cars aren't really mass-produced. Like, you can only no. sell them in California, because Toyota here in Cambridge is actually going to be starting the Heiberg engine mass-producing in the year 2003 or four or something like that, and Ford's doing the same thing with the Ballard fuel cells. I think people don't realize they have to start jacking up the prices now in order to get the capital. Very good possible. theory. All right, thanks. Good theory, Andrew. Hey, thanks, thanks, thanks for your take. That's actually a very good point because you know we always forget, regardless of whether it's an oil company or any company, they all they all have to think long term. 
and they have to plan on future trends, on, on liabilities they may have incurred, and, and there's just a million considerations that have to be taken into account. As soon as you get a government in there trying to regulate it all, everything falls apart. <laughs> Ivan is on the phone. Ivan, go ahead. You're on the air. Hi, how are you? I'm a free enterprise person. I uh, haven't worked for a salary for years. But really, anybody watch Marketplace last week? I missed the show. I've heard a lot about it. It was tremendous. There is no getting away that they are gouging the Canadians. He had an executive from ESSO, and the executive said, oh, it's the Canadian taxes, that's why. So Marketplace went down to the states, and they removed all their taxes and removed the Canadian taxes and did it in Canadian dollars. And the, in the American, the price for a liter of gas was 29 cents a liter, and in Canada, it was 35 or 39 cents a gallon. Right at the border cities. Should be the same thing. Why? Why? Because it's, it's the same gas. But if we're willing to pay 30 cents a liter, but Americans... But they're not willing. Will... If they're, just, they're just grabbing Canadians, and Canadians are stupid enough to pay it. Well, then why is it cheaper in the States, Ivan? Why aren't they at 30 because cents a liter? Because they charge different prices. Simple as that, Bob. Because which? They char charge cheaper prices. That's why. Yeah, but why would they, they do that? they're grabbing us. They know the Canadians are stupid enough to pay for it. So, they, so, in other words, they figure down there that Americans aren't that stupid. Is that what you're saying? Well, I guess so. I, yes. But the thing is, Bob... It's the same gallon of gas right at the border. And, and, and that's the point. That's well, right. the same gallon of gas at the border. Okay, you, might have, there's you, you might have the same product in, in a variety store and the same product in a, in a shopping mall or something, and you'll see a difference in price. I've seen this in electronics a lot. I've seen hundreds of dollars difference in the price of a computer between one store in the north end of the city and one in the south end of the city. Now, am I supposed to sit around and wonder, well, I'm, the guy in the north end's gouging me? The, I don't think so. Canadians. Canadians. There's no doubt about it. It's, Ivan, it's Ivan. It's back, Bob. Ivan, think about it. I'm thinking about it. Canadians pay more in taxes, and I'm not talking about the tax I'm, I'm on a liter of gas. I'm rid of the taxes. Got no, no, you're talking about, you were talking about the price. The, the, the price. Ivan, the can you stop a sec? taxes in Canadian dollars. Ivan, Ivan. Less in the states. I'm talking ours. about income tax. Canadians pay more income tax. Canadian companies pay more income tax. They have to reflect that in the base price of their product. No, they don't. Bob. No. They no. Don't. How do you make money then? How do you? I don't make money. I earn money. Well, well, when you earn money, you don't pay taxes on it. Certainly, I pay taxes on it. Well, so they, and they that's not part of your cost. Pay? Isn't that part I, of your I cost? I can't understand why you would you would stick up for somebody that is gouging you. <laughs> well, I really can't because, understand that, because, Bob. Because you're pointing at the wrong target. I'm not pointing at the target. You're, you're saying thing, you, no, you can't figure out why it's cheaper? I, I, Ivan, I, anything in the States is cheaper than in Canada. No, no, no. Anything. At the border, at Maine, in the States, it's 29 cents a liter SO gas. Right. And in Canada, it's 35 or 39 cents a liter. Canadian beer and, in the States is cheaper than it is here. And I'll tell you something, Bob. When the fella, when the fella, the host, when the fella showed them this, the guy could, was tongue-tied. He didn't know what to say. <laughs> well, I missed that show. Thanks for your call, Ivan. We're going to move on to another caller. It was a wonderful, you know, what Ivan's not... Did you see the show? No, but what Did I, you see, Jeff? No, but what Ivan's not acknowledging here is that Canadians pay more taxes, period. We have to... 
we're not just talking about the price, the tax on gas. We're talking about everything you do in Canada is, is more expensive. It's got nothing to do with because this. Because we pay so much more in taxes it's than Americans It's got nothing do. to do with this. It's Why got, not? <laughs> well, I, I don't understand. Are you Let's trying to say because, because some executive at ESO pays a higher rate of tax than an American, which is questionable, but assuming that that's the case, then somehow that means he has to charge more, uh, the company more does, for the gas that he sells? I thought the deal would be that he would, he would have a lower salary than the Americans. Isn't that, isn't that why we have a brain drain? Everybody's taken off to the States because it's no, so no. much better down there? If an there? American company only has to pay 30% tax on its, on, its, on its profit, and a Canadian company has to pay 57% tax on its profit. Which they don't. They, well, Canadian corporate but, taxes are, are no higher than American ones. Well, or private companies or private operators, whoever. It's, it costs a guy in Canada a lot more to run a gas station than it does cost a guy in the States. If, and that's, if that's, if that's taxes guy, aside. If the SO guy couldn't think of an explanation for this, then I think there's a big problem. <laughs> well, because he's trying to respond Let's to take a very superficial call. understanding, Bill's, which is impossible to break through because people don't like to listen. Yeah. Bill's been waiting. Uh, Good morning. Hey, Bill, how are you? Oh, about the same as usual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, look, at you're the, you got the OPEC. Nobody's mentioned that, the cutback there. This is drove the price of oil. I'm looking at this morning's paper. Yeah. Oil went up $1.35 a barrel yesterday. Yesterday. Went up? Went up. Now, we just got a previous caller told us it went down. Five. Yeah, I know. I don't know what the hell she was reading the comics, maybe. Uh, it's twenty-seven ninety-three this morning. That's a dollar thirty-five higher than yesterday, and the reason it's going up is OPEC is holding back to get the price up because mm -hmm. everything they buy from the West, so I'll say the West, uh, American, Canadian, right, has gone up in price and gone up atrociously, and this is why they have to get more money for their oil. Not many years ago. The Seven Sisters were pumping oil into tankers in the Persian Gulf, $1.65 a barrel. These countries were not getting anything for it. By that time, they were into the Western mode to the cars and whatnot. And they just can't afford it. So they have to get more money. And there's just no other way around it. But nobody matches the cutback in the OPEC, at least not this morning. No. They have to get more money. Well, that's, uh, you know, I mention it as, as a possibility of a many, many factors that, that can all influence the price of oil or gas. But again, even OPEC, when they do cut back to try and increase those profits, well, that'll they work have for a short it, not period. Not when they do it. Uh... No, but even when they do it, they've done it more than once, is what I'm saying, and they'll probably do it again. But every time they do it, they're pushing the market to, to, to higher levels, and eventually oil will be at a price where it does become economical to go to those harder-to-get places in North America to start drilling for oil and so that they will lose some of their market base if they push the price too long and too hard. And they will not push it too hard. That's right. They'll push it to what people will pay. Again, back to what we all choose to pay in the marketplace. Well, if it keeps up, like I, I drive old cars, and they're atrocious gas eaters, but I'd rather pay for parts on these cars than go out and pay $40,000 for a new car. You got it. See, yeah. everybody's got a choice, and if it keeps going up, I'll be converting one of these clunkers to uh, propane, mm. and it will come to that. But oil has gone up. This is why gas has gone up. This is why eggs have gone up over, what, 40 years. Everything has gone up, and it's not going to change. Bill, good take, good read. Thanks okay, for your call bye -bye. this morning. See you later now. 643-1290, star 1290 on the Cantel Network. You're li listening to Left, Right, and Center with Jeff Schlemmer, Bob Metz, and Dan Gall. We'll be back with Kyla. Right after this on 1290 CJBK.
Morning. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center with Jeff Schlemmer, Dan Gall, and Bob Metz. 643-1290, Star 1290 in the Cantel Network. And we are talking about gas prices on Left, Right, and Center this morning. Kyla, good morning, and thank you for holding. Good morning. I'm an American, so uh, somebody can please explain to me how the price of gas can be 48 to 50 cents a liter here. At the same time, it's 85 cents a gallon in Arkansas. I don't see a big... I don't see a big reason for that difference. Um, as far as the argument that the taxes are higher here, well, the taxes are higher for every business, yet you can buy a computer system at Future Shop for the same price Canadian. You can buy it across the border for Americans. So there's actually a 40% discount if you buy it Canadian. Same with a Harley-Davidson. Mm-hmm. You buy a Harley-Davidson, a used one, for 8500 Canadian, it would cost you 8500 American across the border. So there's a 40% discount on Harley-Davidson in Canada. Mm. That's right, but I imagine Canadians can only drive their Harley-Davidsons less time of the year than Americans can. Yeah, well, they can drive their computers all year round. That's true, but computers are highly, highly competitive. That's the problem. And you've got to be sure you're comparing apples to apples and oranges to oranges. You you just hit the key, though. The the, the gasoline is not competitive in Canada. That's true. If they brought in a few of these maverick U.S. companies, you'd see some competition up here. I agree. Well... Good point, Kyla. I mean, that's what we got to do. Open up the damn border and bring in some competition. And reduce the taxes. Yeah, but you know, the taxes, I there, agree Bob. with you there, well, but the tax on the gasoline is 14 cents, and that's set no matter what the price is. I've had people tell me the tax is 50%, and it fluctuates with price, and that's, that's total crap. It's 14 cents, and that's it. So, I mean, it's not just the taxes. It's not the tax that makes it go up. No, not the fluctuation, but it's part of the price. If you're talking just a strict price difference between U.S. and Canada. Yeah, it is part of the price, but I mean, like, like the other fellow said, when they did the, con- they did the calculations, yeah. it did not account for that. You know, it didn't come out to make that equivalent. So, I mean, we pay a lot of taxes on gasoline in the States, too. And that's the reason you'll have a lot higher gas prices in New York than you will in Arkansas, because each state adds a tax to it as well as mm-hmm. the federal tax. Great take, Kyla. We thank you. All righty. What? Good for you. Good mind. Good mind there. 643-1290. Start 1290 on the Cantel Network. We're going to try to get through some calls here. Ken, you're on the air. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. You sure stirred up a hornet's nest there. <laughs> I think we just walked into the hornet's nest, actually. <laughs> oh. Just yeah. Well, nobody enjoys um, paying these higher prices, but I sure think it's a... Uh, uh, we have... Can do a lot with um, how we uh, accept them. It's uh, part of uh, life and economy, and if it does, it's how we uh, adjust to it. And if we don't adjust to it, we'll make everybody else miserable too. That's for sure. Um, I think that a big uh, part of it is just no alternative fuel choice other than propane. And there's no uh, competition out there. And until there's alternative fuels, then uh, gas can do what they want. And it's very dependent on what OPEC and, and others that are in, in, in uh, the controlling end of it uh, do. And so we have no um, choice but either cough up or... Um, switch. Ken, thank you for your call this morning. Okay. Nice day. Have a good day. And you.
Kyle says the same thing, you know. Competition. Listen, guys, thanks a lot. Jeff Thank Schlemmer. That's fun. Bob Thank Metz, you. left, right, and center. I'm Dan Gall, 1230. We have Ask the Experts with financial experts Chris Cahill and Rob Sinden. Thanks for joining us this morning. It's been a great morning. Great takes this morning, and we thank you for your calls. We have the 12 o'clock Chum Radio News coming up next on 1290 CJBK.